what was my home office became the second child's bedroom. And we had done some re renovations um, last summer to create a new home office, which was our dining room right off the foyer. So we thought we were in good shape. And then I got pregnant again with the third child. So now we not only are running out of space, um, we're, you know, and we had thought to ourselves, like, hey, the babies could share a room. You know, we were trying to think of how we could stay in this house. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so COVID hit and everybody is home. My home office is just not conducive to quarantining um, the noise level. We have a beautiful open floor plan, high ceilings. Um, we live in Charleston, South Carolina. And the noise level with just people talking carried into this office that we had just made um, over the summer, you know, for me to work from home. So everything just became really tight. This beautiful open floor plan really became tricky with my husband who now had to work from home part of the day, me trying to hold calls and conference calls all day, and then now adding a third child to the mix. So it just was a huge culmination of things that happened to us um, over the past few months for sure. Hi, and welcome to Building Perspective with Matt Riley and Molly Elfman. We're here to bring value to you and your team by exploring all things sales and marketing related. All from different perspectives. All right. Welcome to another episode of Building Perspective, where we are sometimes a weekly podcast. <laughs> uh, we have taken a break for the past couple of weeks. Uh, we've had... It's been crazy. We've had COVID crazy. We've had work from home crazy. We've had social unrest crazy. Uh, we've had home builder tech crazy. Uh, and so it was. it's just been crazy. I, uh, I hope you all missed us because we did not miss our own voices. <laughs> that's right. So we are now officially the sometimes weekly podcast. Uh, now we're going to have to get back on track. And I was just chatting with Molly uh, about like what we were going to talk about. And she just said, just shut up and press record. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, here we go. Uh, so welcome to season two of shut up and press record. <laughs> and, uh, no, what we have today guys is this is always as a marketer to me, it's always one of the most fun things to do. And that is talk to talk to actual customers, talk to people buying the stuff that we're marketing and selling, which is homes. And so uh, what we've done is we have interviewed and going to continue to interview homeowners that have at this point in the game have purchased a home within the kind of March, February, March timeline up until now. And this time and now is the official date is July the 6th. Um, so you, you, were know, say Matt, you, didn't, you didn't interview me and I'm closing on a home tomorrow. <laughs> you are correct. We're going to have to add that in there. But what we've done is uh, we're talking to folks about why they've purchased, why they continue to purchase during the COVID era. Um, and also like, Hey, did anything that you were looking for change? Did the criteria change because of it? 
And so uh, we've got two uh, two interviews, and we're going Molly and I are gonna chat a little bit about it. Then we're gonna play the interview, one of them, and then we'll chime back in and chat up a little bit about the next interview, and then we'll play that one for you. And that'll be this episode. And then we'll drop these inter- intermittently throughout as we as we kind of gather them together. Um, but the first one is uh, a buyer. Her name is Marissa. She moved from the Florida area to my area, Raleigh, the Raleigh area, suburb of Raleigh. I do not know Marissa. She was referred to me by someone that I do know off of Facebook. And so, cause I put the message out and said, you know, we want to chat with people. So, um, Marissa relocated and then she's kind of stayed here as you'll, as you'll hear. She stayed with some family for a bit. Um, I think we should let them listen to, to Marissa and then we'll, we'll chime in at the end. Okay. So we're going to pause. Not really. It's the fake internet pause. You're going to hear the hear the odd in- interview, and then when we come back, Molly and I are going to be talking about the interview. Perfect. So, okay, here is Marissa. Um, so I recently just relocated from Florida, just south of Daytona Beach. I lived in Florida for the past 20 years. About seven years ago, my parents moved to Holly Springs. Um, and after they moved, my aunt and uncle followed, my cousins, my sisters. So I was the only one left in Florida. So um, being closer to my family was a major reason why I moved here. And I applied for a job with the state last summer, and I got the job in September. And I made the move up here last October. So I was living with my family in Seaway first, and while I was looking for a house, and then I just purchased in May. Awesome. Okay. Um, so you relocated here for work and obviously to be closer to family. So that's something that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said you, you obviously were living with family in the interim um, from between, you know, September-ish and, and now. And d- when mm-hmm. you were thinking about, you know, what, not when you were thinking about when you were moving and, all, and looking at this process – um, and this whole COVID thing came up, did that, did that ever put the brakes on for you or did you decide I'm going to pause and not buy anything yet and kind of, kind of see how this plays out? What was your, what was your thought process there? Um, I moved up in October. I started working. I mean, it was living with my family, so I wasn't in a rush. Um, it wasn't really finding anything at the end of last year. And then once, COVID hit and everything, it really didn't change the process for me. We kept looking. Um, I did the only thing that was a little bit different is just when we would go into the houses, um, my realtor would be wearing gloves, cleaning everything as we walked through, making sure nobody else was in the house. But other than that, I mean, the process, it, it really didn't change anything for me. Okay. So there, so there was no financial uncertainty, I um, may not buy something right now. So you were already in the market, obviously, because you relocated here. So, and you were living temporary with family, but there was no, there was ever, there was never any hesitation on, should I buy something now? Or should I maybe go rent an apartment or rent a house for a short period of time and to kind of figure this out? It ran through my head of, oh, should I be buying right now? What's going to happen with our economy? But thankfully, I have a job with the state. Um, you know, my hours didn't change. I'm full, full, full employed full time. Um, 
And, you know, I just was like, you know, if the right house comes along, I will take it. And luckily that happened for me. But I, um, you know, sold my house in Florida and I just I didn't want to rent. So I was just kind of waiting. Um, But renting really wasn't ever an option that I wanted to go with. Okay, very good. Now, one of the things so. Did so? Were are you were you working from home at all, or are you still working from home? I was working. Um, I work right um, in Raleigh. I was not working from home. I am currently since who was it March? Um, mm-hmm. We've been working from home, and they kind of don't think that we will be going back until maybe July or August, or at least not going back full time. So I am full time working from home and I go into the office one day a week um, just to kind of check on mail and things like that. But um, I work under the Department of Health and Human Services for the state. And so we're, you know, abiding by all guidelines. I'm, (laughs) I'm sure you are working for the, the Department of Health. Um, so let me ask you, since this kind of happened and maybe you were far enough along in the process um, of purchasing before the stay-at-home orders hit, but did any of this play a part in the type of home or criteria of home that you were going to be looking for as in like floor plan layout or things like that? Did any of that play a part in, you know, or... Uh, did it play a part or change any at all uh, throughout the process for you? No, um, I always knew that I wanted a three-bedroom house. Um, I actually lucked out with this house because it has a little extra office area um, that my work computer is now set up in. But otherwise, I knew that one bedroom would be, um, you know, an office. And so none of that criteria changed for me. Okay. And do you have, um, and, and not to get too personal, but do you have a spouse or significant other that is also in the home that was, that's, that's going to be working from home as well? Um, it's just me and my dog that are here full time. Um, my boyfriend's in the military, so he's also currently working from home, but we have separate houses. So we kind of have little workspaces in each area. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's great. That's great. Cause that's one of the things that, you know, talk chatting with at least friends of mine, they'll say, you know, it's like, Oh gosh, now both of us, you know, mm-hmm. husband and wife are both working from home at the same time. And one study doesn't cut it. Um, yeah. so I was just, I was just curious if, uh, if that altered what you were, what you were looking for, um, you know, from the, from the stay at home part of it, but it sounds like you already had the idea, like, all right, one of these bedrooms is going to be, an office for me and you just got lucky that this house, yep. this particular house that you purchased happens to also have a, a study in it as well. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So l- last question is, did you buy a, you a, a resale home or did you buy a new home and why? I bought resale. Um, a lot of the new homes going up are in subdivisions and, right on top of each other and that's the one thing that I really didn't want um in Florida I had you know a little bit of like land and yard and I was used to that so um especially in like the Fugway Willow Spring area that I was working um there's not as many new homes going up with land 
in my price budget. So I, you know, went with the resale home and thankfully I found everything I was looking for. Well, that's great. Well, that's great. Well, c- congratulations on finding the right home and congratulations on the move and the job. And I'm glad that uh, you and your family are all healthy and safe. And um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to just answer a few a few quick questions. And I think that uh, I know that this will be really helpful for our listeners and, and, and people in our industry, just hearing from directly from customers a little bit about you know, what they were thinking and why, why they like to, you know, why they decided to move in general outside of reading stuff on a spreadsheet. So I, I think it's, I think it's great. And I really appreciate you taking, you know, 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes out of your day and, and chatting with me. So I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. So, Marissa. Yes. What do you so think, Molly? That was, you know, there were a couple of things that really stuck out in my mind based on the information that Marissa shared. Um, first being that, you know, she said she lucked out because it has an extra office area. And I kind of latched onto a couple of the words there because how amazing is it for a buyer to feel lucky because of something unexpected? And that's what I think in new construction we can kind of pull from and learn from this is like that feeling of feeling lucky because it was this little something extra beyond what she, um, her basic criteria. So that really stuck out to me. And I loved those two words, um, lucky and extra. And then um, the other piece that stuck out to me, which I think didn't stick out to you quite as much, is just her comment about subdivisions in general. Um, this preconceived notion that the homes are just on top of each other. So, you know, she had immediately ruled out new because she thought she wanted land. So new wasn't even something to think about. So that stuck out to me, but, um, I think you feel like that's pretty standard. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think, you know, going back to my days of selling in a model and as a sales manager, coaching salespeople on a day-to-day basis, honestly, you, you hear that as a common objective or objection, uh, from buyers all the time. Like, I don't want to be on this small of a lot, or I feel like I'm on top of each other. But in the reality is, and, and I didn't ask Marissa if she went and physically looked at other builders. I should have. Um, but that's something that you you hear often, right? And talking about, and to me, like she was a, a single female. And so I, I remember going, okay, are you, you know, is I remember specifically one person individually uh, that I sold the home to. And she came to me and was like, she was a single female. I want a big lot. I need a big lot. I want a lot of yard space. And I'm like, okay. And I sold her the biggest lot in the neighborhood, which was like just a little over a quarter of an acre. After she moves in and after the sod goes in, right? I should say before she moves in, before closing, the sod goes in. She comes and I'm walking the lot with her. She's freaking out because it looks, the grass is now down and it's huge. She's like, Matt, how did you let me get this big of a lot? This is so much grass to maintain, you know? And so when you start looking at it that way and really as a salesperson, start positioning and start asking those questions like, what is, what compared to what? on top of each other compared to what, where did you come from? What size home site are you used to? And I think it also creates the opportunity for that emotional conversation. So 
what what do you see yourself doing in that outdoor space? Like, do you see yourself totally around a table? Do you see playing soccer? I mean, those are two very different experiences, both prioritizing outdoor space just in a different way. Totally. Absolutely. Right. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is to note is as a, a one person household other than her dog, um, the floor plane criteria wasn't really affected. Right. So and her moving, she's like, I'm, I relocated here. So I, would, I was buying a home regardless. And she felt pretty secure in her job. She works at the health department, state health department. I don't think they're laying anybody off anytime soon. Uh, and But so she was like, I, I was moving here regardless. It was a, a job relocation. I felt secure in my job. So I, yeah, of course I moved forward. Now, the floor plane criteria didn't really change much because as a single person in a home, you know, she was planning on using one of the bedrooms as the, as her home office. And like you said, she felt lucky that, Oh, well, I don't have to use one of these bedrooms as my office. I actually have a study now. So that was kind of like the bonus check that probably took that house, like pushed it over the edge for her. She's like, wow, this is in my budget. And I get this thing that I wasn't anticipating, which is really something to me when you're looking at product development and, or you're looking at items that you can include in your home that you know, even at a lower price, I have no idea what price, she, how much she spent on her home. But even at that l- a lower level, a lot of times or entry level price point, we'll think, oh, this is only X. This buyer doesn't expect to get this or I'm not putting, you could get that one little extra little factor in there that they maybe wouldn't expect. It's that bonus. It's that Easter egg. I think that can go a really long way in, in um, pushing people over the, off the fence. So, okay. So what we're going to do next, that was, that was Marissa. And then we actually have Sarah Williams of Lasso and ECI solutions who said, Hey Matt, we're moving. I'd love to share our experience with you. And so it's always fun when you get to interview someone that you're friends with. Uh, But Sarah's experience is, was, and the reason for moving was very different than Marissa's. So what we're going to do is we're going to pause. We're going to transition into Sarah's interview and then Molly will come and I'll come back and share some thoughts about that one. So hang tight. And here is Sarah. Thanks, Matt. So, so good to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So let's dive into it um, and, and get into just a few quick questions. I want, I want to keep this short and sweet and, and be aware of your time. So first let's dive into why did you guys decide to move slash move forward during this COVID era? Was this something that you guys were already considering moving prior to coronavirus becoming a thing? Or did something manifest in inside of our stay-at-home orders that said, you know what, something's got to change? Great question. <laughs> so I can tell you, we've been thinking about moving since last May, so basically a, a year, um, we only be our house is a great house. Um, it's a nice size house, but we were pregnant at the time uh, with our second child. Um, so we kind of toyed with the idea of moving, but it had to be the right house. So it wasn't like we were going out, going to open houses constantly. We were watching the market carefully and seeing if a house came up that would meet, you know, our check boxes. And it not often did that happen. So 
we were intermittent looking only if a house that thought we thought would meet our needs uh, came on. Um, fast forward to May of 2020, uh, you know, the past few weeks. Um, since we've had our second child, we have gotten pregnant with a third child. So that really changed the whole dynamic of our household. What was my home office became the second child's bedroom, and we had done some re renovations um, last summer to create a new home office, which was our dining room right off the foyer. So we thought we were in good shape, and then I got pregnant again with the third child. So now we not only are running out of space, um, we're, you know, and we had thought to ourselves, like, hey, the babies could share a room. You know, we were trying to think of how we could stay in this house. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so COVID hit and everybody is home. My home office is just not conducive to quarantining um, the noise level. We have a beautiful open floor plan, high ceilings. Um, we live in Charleston, South Carolina. And the noise level with just people talking carried into this office that we had just made um, over the summer, you know, for me to work from home. So everything just became really tight. This beautiful open floor plan really became tricky with my husband, who now had to work from home part of the day, me trying to hold calls and conference calls all day, and then now adding a third child to the mix. So it just was a huge culmination <laughs> of things that happened to us um, over the past few months, for sure. Yeah. And so did you find, cause you know, you, you're pregnant with your third child. So congrats. Um, did you like, you obviously you're like, we may need some more space with the third child, but did the criteria of what you thought you were looking for, even with the, the third child coming versus now stay at home orders in place, did that midstream change the criteria for what you were thinking you were looking for in a house? I would say um, the home office aspect of it, Matt, um, was a big deal to us because anytime I looked at a floor plan prior to COVID and being at the stay-at-home orders, um, I thought, oh, I could just make that dining room an office just like we just did. Um, I could make that living room an office. I could, you know, you're always thinking about how you could make one room an office. And what I'm learning with the stay-at-home orders is that when the you know, when everybody is at daycare, at school, at work, and I'm home working alone, it's quite different, you know, working from home than having children at home and different things happening. So the noise level, how noise traveled, the, at the home office, I would say, I had to really get clear about I need a designated space away from the main area of living because my dining room is very close to my great room, close to my kitchen, all of that because it's a huge open floor plan, I'm really, it, it's just not working. And COVID really brought that to my attention that if I did want to bring even a sitter in, think about that, like now that I'm having a third child, I might want to bring a nanny in that I would not be able to work as I've always done. And COVID kind of put a huge spotlight on that because people are home all day and I wouldn't be able to use that space anymore as a home office if I had maybe a nanny with the two kids at home. Just the noise level is just too high in our house. And again, open floor plans are all the rage, but for someone that works from home all the time, a home office away from that is, is really important. And this showed that to me 
um, I have no doubt in my mind <laughs> now after COVID. That's interesting. And and you said it at the end and, and I was thinking in my head right before you said it, I was like, what you're really saying from an office perspective is you need audible privacy. You need the that area where you can work. No one can hear you. More importantly, the craziness going on in the house doesn't carry over and bother you in your office or carry over into your calls. And personally, Correct. I think that I, I really think that the traditional study, home study that was there in the past. So it's right, you know, the room that's right off the foyer, that's got the double French doors off the front. Like it's, it's more for looks. I think that the new home office is more of a pocket room. Like you were saying, like off the beaten path of the house where you can close a door and just be private. Um, so it'll, it'll be really interesting. Um, as we go through these, you're at the moment, the second interview, we've got several of these stacked up over the next few days. And it's going to be really interesting to see um, what, uh, how all this kind of ties together. I have a feeling, I have a sneaky suspicion that it's, uh, they're all, a lot of people are going to be saying very similar things. Now, last question. Yeah, I is, had to step outside to talk to you because it was too loud in my house. I had to step <laughs> away from what was going on in my home. And I was in my home office because it was getting too noisy in there. So that, that's what's going on in real, that's real life right now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. Okay, last question. Did you consider or buy a new home? Brand new. We did. You know what? Great question. We did. The house that we are currently living in today, we bought it when I was 12 or 13 years old. It's now 20 years old. Um, we had to do a lot of you know, the roof, the HVAC, all that kind of stuff. So, And of course, I've been in the new home industry for 16 plus years. So of course, new is always it's way sexier than buying a, a used home. So yes, um, unfortunately, in the location that we're in here in Charleston and where we're kind of set up and my son goes to school, there's not a lot of options for what I now need. Um, most of them are that open floor plan mat. And, you know, even maybe if they had that one extra bedroom, maybe I could make that an office. But they, the open floor plans are all what's on the market, which I love, but they just didn't have that room that we're talking about right now. So new construction kind of got slashed and I bought another home that's about 13 years old um, that has more, it's not as open as my current house or the new construction homes, which I'm going to miss tremendously. But again, back to what we just experienced over the past few months that I'm still experiencing today is I need some division of the rooms for privacy, for, for my job and for my occupation, because I do work from home all the time, not just during um, the stay-at-home orders. So, Yeah, absolutely. Somebody, probably a really big national builder, is going to call up Zoom. They're going to work out a deal for Trademark, and they're going to create, this is my prediction, or it should be, somebody should listen to this, and create Zoom rooms. Like, pocket size offices that are out of the air, out of the way. And it's going to be the zoom room. That's where you go for your conference calls. I love it. Um, I'm in. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, Sarah, I appreciate you jumping in, answering some questions. Congrats on the new home. Congrats on the new baby. You've got a lot of work ahead of you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be a busy, um, month. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have a busy month and a busy next couple of years with two babies under, under the age of one. So yeah. 
Bet you do. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you get a start, <laughs> head start, and I appreciate you jumping in. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Matt. Have a good day. Okay. So that was Sarah from Lasso, which thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Uh, you heard my commentary during the interview. Molly, what do you think? Yeah. So obviously I know Sarah very well. We love Sarah. Um, she was speaking my language. I am literally sitting right now recording this in a an open floor plan. And I said to you, Matt, let's do this quickly because my kids are up from their nap. So I hear you, Sarah. I, I genuinely hope that builders are listening because the open floor plan, you know, really went from just being the kitchen and the, you know, the family room right off the kitchen to being a lot more open. So I, I have a feeling we are going to see some real changes to floor plans um, in general that are going to provide more privacy. So I thought it was hysterical how many times she said the word noise, because again, like I hear you, it is like, you are talking my exact experience. So um, I really believe that we are, this, Sarah is teaching us a true COVID lesson that's going to apply to our industry. Totally, 100%. Um, it was interesting because she said she chose the resale home, the used home, because all the new homes on the market were just wide open yeah. floor plan wise. And she couldn't get that privacy that she needed. It's not practical with the, now that we know it is not unreasonable to think that we could all be home again at some point for a long period of time. And that open floor plan that was so desirable is just not practical. So I, it's very, very interesting, but of course being in, new construction as we all are. She got in there that new is sexy, which I, I loved that she said that. <laughs> that I know, right? Yeah. So anyway, I, I thought those were really great. I, you know, we're, I think Molly and I were just talking, you know, we're going to continue to do these and drop them out kind of individually, maybe even as many episodes as well as we continue to go. And, and again, it's not like we're doing these in mass quantity where it has statistical relevance, but it's good to hear from people who are buying a home, why they're buying a home, what they're looking for. And if anything, maybe it's going to spark you as a home builder to do some kind of thinking groups, you know, and, and with realtors in your area and with potential home buyers and people of why they bought your home. Uh, but I, I really do think it's going to be a little bit of, it's going to require a little bit of an adjustment because, and, and it doesn't mean you go revamp your entire floor plan line because, there's going to be people, there are going to be people who really want wide open spaces and they don't work from home. And that doesn't mean anything to them. And I just think it's something you add to the tool belt. Yeah. And I also think it can be an option. It doesn't totally. have to be anything. We're talking about a small space here. So just, you know, just how um, Marissa felt lucky because the home that she found had this space, just having the option to have it brings so much value in today's world. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, well, Molly, I know your kids are up from a nap. So we're going to call this the end of the episode. And uh, we're going to keep dropping these in. Like I said, we're going to keep dropping these in. We've got a couple more that we're going to do where we'll add some commentary. But then as we get them kind of one-on-one, or I should say as they drip in one at a time, I think we're just going to, even if it's 10 minutes, like we're just going to drop it out there as a mini episode and just call it Buyer Interviews Continued and just 
let people let you hear directly from the buyer. And if and any of our listeners are also buyers, go ahead and send us a message because it's your absolutely beyond. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, you everyone have an amazing day, an amazing week. And as always, thanks for tuning in to Building Perspective, the sometimes weekly podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.